RPG A Day 2020, Day 4, Vision. Welcome to the Glade Traveler. Ryan Heck of Aqualith Media here. You're listening to Aqualith AM. Today I'm going to be doing a little bit different than the previous two. It's going to be a little more um, reading uh, some rule sets in comparing... uh, kind of vision rules. I thought it'd be kind of fun just to grab some of my favorite uh, rule sets that I'm reading that I've, I've read through in the past couple of years or uh, or uh, games that I'm actively playing now um, or when I can get a chance. Uh, horrible world viruses or not. Uh, so anyway, I just thought I'd uh, jump into these. Uh, first up, I wanted to look at the rules for the Cypher system. This is by Monty Cook Games. It's most known for Numenera. Uh, they also had uh, games like uh, The Strange and uh, Cypher System widely has a wide gamut of various uh, types of settings and I really like that. It's very fluid and very easy and very compatible with each other. So uh, I just thought I'd look at the uh, rules for illumination and read through them and uh, share some thoughts if I have the time. So, uh, but anyway, I invite you to listen and uh, kind of uh, try to find things that sound the same or uh, sound different and uh, how they each game approaches them. And maybe uh, in the comments afterwards, we can uh, uh, discuss them, uh, whether it be on comments of where you found this episode or on Twitter or MeWe. Uh, wherever it might be. Uh, I'd really like to continue this conversation. So uh, this is where I took the prompt of vision. So starting with Cypher System, we've got Illumination. What characters can see and how well they can see plays a huge factor in combat. Dim light. Dim light is approximately the amount of light on a night with a bright full moon or the illumination provided by a torch flashlight, or desk lamp. Dim light allows you to see out to short range. Targets in dim light are harder to hit. Attacks against such targets are hindered. Attackers trained in low light spotting negate this modifier. Very dim light. Very dim light is approximately the amount of light on a starry night with no visible moon or the glow provided by a candle. Or, or an illuminated control panel. Very dim light allows you to see clearly only within immediate range and perceive vague shapes to short range. Targets in very dim light are harder to hit. Attacks against targets within immediate range are hindered, and attacks against those in short range are hindered by two steps. Attackers trained in low light spotting modify these. Sorry, let me start that again. Attackers trained in low light spotting modify these difficulties by one step in their favor. Attackers specialized in low light spotting modify these difficulties by two steps in their favor. Darkness. Darkness is an area with no illumination at all, such as a moonless night with a cloud cover or a room with no lights. Targets in complete darkness are nearly impossible to hit. If an attacker can use other senses, 
such as hearing, to get an idea of where the opponent might be. Attacks against such targets are hindered by four steps. Otherwise, attacks in complete darkness fail without the need for a roll, unless the player spends one experience point to make a lucky shot, or the GM uses GM intrusion. Now, I'll stop for there. Uh, intrusions, uh, I'll probably go over uh, GM and player intrusions uh, in a later podcast, because uh, I really do like, as I said, I like the Cypher system, system a lot. And I'd like to go over some of these rules um, and just discuss uh, how maybe I've used them in-game or how I've seen other people use them. Pretty cool. So continuing this last part, uh, attackers trained in low-light spotting ease the task. Attackers specialized in low-light spotting ease the task by two steps. Visibility. Similar to illumination, factors that obscure vision affect combat. And it goes and it shows examples for like mist, hiding target, and invisible target, which I won't go over here today, but uh, you get the idea. Um, these are found. So I'm scrolling a PDF, so it's a little slow today. Uh, these are found on page 220 and 221 of the uh, Cipher System Core Rulebook, uh, second edition. So um, I don't have the, or not it's, not, it's not edition, but second printing, I should say, because the, really there is very little difference between the two printing uh, editions aside from uh, just added added stuff, really. But uh, pretty much it's pretty much the same between the two. Um, okay, so that's the Cypher system. So now I'm going to move on to an OSR favorite, and this is actually the game. And I'll go into more detail on this, hopefully in a future podcast. This was uh, what introduced me to the um, OSR. And if you're not familiar with the OSR, it stands for Old School uh, Role-Playing, Old School Renaissance, Old School... Uh, there's lots of different pronunciation, uh, lots of different uh, thoughts on what that stands for. But besides to say that OSR is going back to the original edition of D and D or uh, games like that, uh, where the uh, rules are much generally much simpler. Uh, they're not as quite as long, uh, and. Uh, and uh, complicated as some of the older or some of the newer editions of uh, the, the game that's currently published by Wizards of the Coast and uh, pa Pathfinder and all the other clones of that sort that have taken on from then on. Anyway, so uh, this particular one is Labyrinth Lord. And this was the game that I was introduced to. Um, I haven't got to play it as much as I would like, but uh, I'm always up for it if uh, someone was to run it. So anyway, needless to say, light and darkness. Since labyrinth adventures occur underground, there may not be a light source, and characters will want to bring torches or lanterns. These light sources emit light in a 30-foot radius. Lanterns use flasks of oil as fuel. A lantern can burn continuously on one flask of oil for 24 turns. Torches burn continuously for six turns before burn, 
burning out. Characters or monsters that carry a light source are unable to surprise opponents because the light gives them away ahead of time. Many monsters and demi-humans have infravision. Characters who have infravision can see the heat energy that radiates off of living things. Generally, living things will be visible as tones of red, yellow, and blue, while cool items are gray, and very cold objects are black. This light does not allow demi-humans to read, because fine detail is not visible. Infravision only functions in the darkness, so any visible light, whether normal or magical, will disrupt it. Any characters who cannot see due to darkness or blindness suffer minus four to hit when attacking. This penalty applies when attacking invisible opponents. So um, if that was the actual light uh, and vision, you know, the vision section of the uh, Labyrinth Lord uh, rulebook, which I believe it was, unless I'm missing it, uh, this is on page 44 of the uh, just the standard Labyrinth Lord rulebook. Uh, it's quite different when you compare uh, with the what we read with the Cypher system. So uh, anyway, that's a very, very different thoughts on how these uh, how these are done. So next, I want to go to a newer version of the OSR. Uh, one that's definitely one of my new favorites, and I, I helped kickstart this second edition of it. It is uh, Barrel Rider Games and Gallant Knight Games is The Hero's Journey, second edition. So getting right to it uh, in the section on page 84. Verifying. Yes, that's page 84. Torches, lanterns, and light sources. When traveling in a lightless environment, such as a dungeon or underground cavern, characters need to have access to something which provides illumination. Characters attempting to perform sight-based actions in the dark, such as attacks or attribute saves, which make use of a d20, suffer a minus six to their roll. Other tasks may be penalized as the narrator deem appropriate, such as a minus one or a minus two on attempting to use thievery to pick a lock or disarm a trap in the dark. Faint illumination, such as that provided by candlelight, moonlight, starlight, or other meager sources reduce their penalty by one half, though some non-human characters may be able to see in low or even no light. The most common source of illumination are torches and lanterns which provide illumination to a range of 30 feet. Candles only provide 5 feet of illumination. Characters fight in combat with a torch as a club, though every time they make an attack with a weapon, they must make a saving throw, or the torch is extinguished. Characters with dark vision can see perfectly in natural darkness, though may still be blinded by magical darkness. I really like how that's worded. It's, uh, that's cool. And I'll, I don't know, it's just, uh, I really like the, the way that, uh, uh, the, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe I'm going to sit on that and, uh, extrapolate that on that a little better in the future. Uh, and I don't want to keep this episode lasting too long. So we'll just jump right ahead to, 
uh, a game that really uh, took a lot of um, spent a lot of time playing, especially in organized play, and that is Pathfinder. So the first edition, page one seventy two. I will read these couple paragraphs. Vision and light. Dwarves and half-orcs have dark vision, but the other races presented in Chapter 2 need light to see by. See Table 710 for the radius that a light source illuminates and how long it lasts. The increased entry indicates an area outside the lit radius in which the light level is increased by one step from darkness to dim light, for example. In an area of bright light, all characters can see clearly. Some creatures, such as those with light sensitivity and light blindness, take penalties while in areas of bright light. A creature can't use stealth in an area of bright light unless it is visible or has cover. Areas of bright light include outside, in direct sunshine, and inside the area of daylight spell. Normal light functions just like bright light, but characters with light sensitivity and light blindness do not take penalties. Areas of normal light include underneath a forest canopy during the day, within 20 feet of a torch, and inside the area of a light spell. In an area of dim light, a character can see somewhat. Creatures within this area have concealment, 20% miss chance in combat, from those without dark vision or the ability to see in parentheses. In parentheses, gosh. I... I'm getting tired, apparently. <laughs> From those without dark vision or the ability to see in darkness. Yes. A creature within an area of dim light can make a stealth check to conceal itself. Areas of dim light include outside at night with a moon in the sky, bright starlight in the area between 20 and 40 feet from a torch. In areas of darkness, creatures without dark vision are effectively blinded. In addition to the obvious effects, a blinded creature has a 50% mischance in combat. All opponents have total concealment, loses any dexterity bonus to AC, attacks a minus, or takes a minus two penalty to AC, and takes a minus four pe penalty on perception checks that rely on sight and most strength and dexterity based skill checks. Areas of darkness include an unlit dungeon chamber most caverns, and outside on a cloudy, moonless light night. Whew. And, uh, yes, a little bit more here and I'll be done. Characters with low light vision, elves, gnomes, and half-elves, can see objects twice as far away as the given radius. Double the effective radius of bright light, normal light, and dim light for such characters. Characters with dark vision, dwarves, and half orcs can see lit areas normally as well as dark areas within 60 feet. A creature can't hide within 60 feet of a character with dark vision unless it is invisible or has cover. Whew. So uh, already I'm, I'm, we've gone through four different rule sets and you can see kind of the, the wide array of how the, the, the use of voice and uh, just uh, lack of brevity <laughs> in some of them and uh, just uh, all the little crunchy bits uh, in comparison. Now, uh, 
this Pathfinder first edition that I just read, I would like to read to you um, the breakdown of second edition and just compare that. I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, this definitely kind of gives you an idea of light, dim light, and darkness. Uh, this is found in the uh, Perception Skill on page 464 of the Core Rulebook of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Your perception measures your ability to notice things, such search for what's hidden and tell whether something about a situation is suspicious. This statistic is frequently used for rolling initiative to determine who goes first in an encounter, and it's also used for the seek action. The rules for following... For rolling, a perception check are found on page 448. The rules below describe the effects of light and all that kind of thing, so we'll jump right to that. The amount of light in an area can affect how well you see things. There are three levels of light, bright light, dim light, and darkness. The rules in this book assume that all creatures are in bright light unless otherwise noted. A source of light lists the radius in which it sheds bright light, and it sheds dim light to double the radius. Bright light. In bright light, such as sunlight, creatures, and objects can be observed clearly by anyone with average vision or better. Some types of creatures are dazzled or blinded by bright light. Areas in shadow or lit by weak light sources are in dim light. Creatures and objects in dim light have the concealed condition, unless the seeker has dark vision or low light vision. See special senses on page 465. Or a precise sense other than vision. Darkness. A creature or object within darkness is hidden or undetected unless the seeker has dark vision or precise sense other than vision. Special senses are on page 465. A creature without dark vision or another means of perceiving in darkness has the blinded condition while in darkness, though it might be able to see illuminated areas beyond the darkness. If a creature can see into an illuminated area, it can observe creatures within that illuminated area normally. After being in darkness, sudden exposure to bright light might make you dazzled for a short time, as determined by your GM. So already com comparing that section with first edition, it's uh, much more concise, uh, not as uh, meaty, not as crunchy. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see how all these different authors take on the idea of vision. Um, I should also add in the second edition, there's, there's a section right after that about senses and uh, those play into light as well and special senses as um, even um, talk about uh, even uh, some creatures with greater dark vision than a uh, regular dark vision so interesting uh, lots of uh, things that I, I haven't uh, experienced in uh, organized play but hopefully I will in the near future but uh, yeah let me know um, what you think about this, uh, if this, this kind of discussion is, is helpful, uh, <laughs> uh, just kind of comparing different, uh, different rule sets. 
Uh, maybe it's something I can explore in the future after RPG a day. But uh, speaking of, if you're looking for more information about RPG a day 2020, uh, be sure to check out the link description. Um, this episode as well as other episodes to come. I invite you again, I invite you to invite your answer and feedback in the comments below and, uh, or you can leave a voice message at uh, anchor.fm slash Uh That's where I'm also hosting uh, this uh, po- podcast in addition to on library. So uh, yeah, besides that, Reach out, follow, support, and keep up with all I'm doing with Aqualith uh, at uh, aqualith.media. And uh, I will leave you with that. So steady tides be with you. See you tomorrow.